Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you that night, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance. Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports, no more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with goldstar.com. Goldstar is in 26 cities around the country with over 8 million members already signed up to find out what event is going on near you. So go to goldstar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Tell them Alana sent you. Hey, I heard you need an inspiration. He's Alana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be a-okay. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today. It is very rare for a child actress to transition elegantly into adult actress, but my guest today did it. Welcome star of the HBO series Veep, Anna Klumsky to the podcast. A-OK. My guest today is the actress Anna Klumsky. Anna recently completed filming 65 episodes as Amy Bruckheimer on the HBO award-winning series Veep. She also has starred in In the Loop, Halt and Catch Fire, Hannibal, Uncle Buck, Trading Mom, and many, many, many other (laughs) film and television shows. As a child actress, she played... Uh, Vada? Oh, Veda Sultanfuss. Veda. Yeah. 
Veda. I just wanted you guys to know she was really here and no one else. I, I also Veda. really want to be clear there. I in no way starred in Uncle Book. I was that was my background. Uh, I was I was a background actor in that. <laughs> Okay, she has appeared in such films as Love Your Honesty. Is most that actors, hilarious? Well, it's really, I appreciate that, because most actors, their instinct is to do the yeah. opposite of what is you just right? did. Is that right? I don't know. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. But I just want to make people understand that Veda um, was a role that she played in the movies My Girl and My Girl 2, mm-hmm. and she was a very... 20-something years ago. Right, yeah. and I bet you still get recognized for that, because you still... Look like that. So I'm a little mad, and we'll talk about products in a minute. Oh, God. Her Broadway credits include You Can't Take It With You and Living on Love. She graduated from the University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I am so thrilled and honored to welcome Anna to the podcast. Yay. This is incredible. Thank you. Is it? For me. Here we are. Well, it, there are certain things that are, are that are not credible. I mean, we're in, like, the room. Mm. There's, it, it, there is an aspect of, like, if we opened the door, All we'd be in, you know, like a carnival or something. Time you know, we could be anywhere. Well, that's yeah. true. Literally a carnival. Yeah, but yes, there's a lot. There are a lot of things that you know could be beyond belief. Yes. Well, <laughs> first of all, this got so deep so fast. Oh no, I'm um, in that place. Okay. No, it's really good. First of all, so when we watch Uncle Buck, let's look for little Anna in the in the background. It's a classroom scene, and I'm next to Gabby, who's also a wonderful actress as yes. an adult. Yes. Um, Gabby Hoffman, Both. brilliant actress. Yeah. And um. But yeah, and we're. Um, Did you say really an actress? I said brilliant actress. Oh, I thought you said really an actress. Oh no! Well, yes, she I is. think you well, are and really she an is actress too. In the sense that, yeah, like it's in the sense that you know we're not doing the same thing we did when we were when we were in that right. classroom scene. Right. Um, we are actually, um, uh, you know, grown up actors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, I want to talk about that because it is. Um, it's funny. Like I've had a few people on the show who started really young. Mm. Um. And some of them continued. Molly Ringwald was here. Oh, you know, yeah. she was a teen when she started to really gain, become a household name yeah. and super recognizable. Oh, um, and and how, in some ways, a lot of what Molly and I talked about is people's being frustrated that she grew up. Yep. Everyone wants to, like, freeze you at a certain yeah. moment in time. Yeah. But I also think <laughs> a lot. I'd like no, to be. I just realized it's kind of like a lot of your social interactions even with strangers and with people you know yeah. are sort of suspended in that place where your mom is when you go through puberty wow where it's like you've betrayed me what well, you're not the thing that i yes. need you to be that i've always known and now yes. yeah so and that's interesting because i have a daughter who just turned 15 and you're like oh, wait if you're you. 15 then i'm not 30 no. Wait a minute, and and then just you. Can't. Well, and we're you're betray- I mean, pardon, but also, the parent is in a way betraying the teenager because now now they're realizing that you're not perfect. Mm, no, she's not. And and yeah, she's not. But well, she's most real- most Anna, and not not mine. Yeah, and she's realizing you're not perfect. Yeah, and that's a betray. Like that's it's all coming. You're just like, come on, parent. Yeah, I thought you were perfect. You know all the answers. I'm going on have just gotten- No, but I think Sorry. it's really true. Like things are. Um, very real for her yeah. in the world and real for me. And in some ways, it's incredible because I just told her name is Georgia. I just told her when her friends are over, I don't understand why they don't want me in the room the entire time. I feel <laughs> like when I pick my perfect age, like yeah. where I could live forever, yeah. I am still a 15-year-old girl really? at heart. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, a lot of people would not like to go back no, to that I'm, time. No, I definitely don't want to For all the tea in China or some sort wow. of... Um, that expression but, but that's lovely that yeah. you had a nice 15 ship I did Good. and so when they are like okay 
bye. Bye, Alana. It's great to see you. I'm like, wait, where are you guys going? I'm right here. But let's get back to you. Oh, okay. Because I think Ah. a lot about um, someone who's, you know, been doing what they've been doing since they were very young and wondering, I see that there are kids who really drive the bus. They're like, the parents were like, nothing we could do. They'd sneak oh, out to auditions. Sure, and, and, sure, sure. and they. Yeah, that had wasn't a... me. Yeah. So, how did this happen for you? Well, I want to be clear too. I, I, I had a break in between being a kid actor and being an adult yeah. actor. And so, when we say, like, I've been doing it since, I also, I almost feel like they're very Two different separate worlds. lives. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, Sometimes I feel sort of, I feel very fragmented telling the story of like the previous person. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, even though I'm aware, I mean, this is all psycho. Right. But well, we have a therapist psycho. coming in in a minute. <laughs> Part of this She's is psycho. therapy. Yeah. No, but, um, no, but I would understand that. Yeah. And so it's, 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 um, so yeah. So it, it, sometimes it is like, you know, in all, in, it's very much an al- alternate universe right. to go back. I, I often, assumed that that was everybody that that was all people like who have gotten to you know to be at the cusp of midlife and you know now are no longer children but also it's funny like I I, I'm I'm finally admitting that that not everybody is like me yeah (laughs) you know what I mean and so yeah so I'm I'm less loath to to kind of um describe that as an individual thing um anyway I'm being loquacious but yeah so how did it start? My um, my mom was. Uh, I mean, I know that my te- my first print ad was when I was ten months old. Okay. However, the picture that she has, um, that she sent around to all of the like children's agencies and yeah, um, and you were in was sh- when I was older. So I don't know how exactly. that ended up right. happening. I I forget to. Where ask did you her. grow up? In Chicago. Okay. And. But yeah, so she was, my mom was um, a single mom and she was a reservationist at Eastern Airlines and lots, and this is the 80s, but lots of women, like lots and lots of women were working there and they were all very, they had a great maternity leave policy and they also um, had a great, like they had a daycare, they had people, like they had, they could bring their kids um, to work a lot, which is really cool. Like why, yeah. you know, why doesn't everybody, uh, why did they now? fold and then, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um so she, she met somebody else who had who was also a reservationist there who um, had her kids in modeling and you know they were like oh and people were very much oh Aunt, you should get your daughter into modeling because she's I don't know cute or something yeah so um, people say that but but she took it seriously and she you know asked how do I do that and because I think she figured well I could put away for her college right and, um, and you know. So that's that's really how any of it, it happened, began, honestly. And do you remember at what age you were kind of aware I'm going on an audition? I can get this job or not get this job. That was very much when I started going up for like for I guess for movie. I guess you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Gabby Hoffman, yeah, Field of Dreams, yeah. That was the first time I got a callback for a film mm-hmm. that was going to be made. Yeah, and um, and she and I, she and and Gabby, uh, was so that in Chicago or L.A.? That that they cast it in Chicago, um, but I think they cast it everywhere. Right, but they came to but Chicago. She came to Chicago because she was also called back, and so it was like 
so this is so wild to me. She and I, um, um, Gabby and I were at one of these Hollywood schmancy parties. Yes. Um, recently. Uh, recently. Yeah. And I introduced her to my husband. I was like, Gabby and I met when we were eight and we were in this classroom scene in Uncle Buck. And she went, no, Anna. Even before. We met when I was five, when she was five and I, I think, was six. Or so, and she said, it was the Field of Dreams callback. Can you believe she I can't remember? believe she remembered that. And then and then I had like a ratatouille moment where I went, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And I was there and I could see like the hardwood wow. floor and I knew the casting director. Yeah, like that is when we met. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that was the first time that I ever had a sense of like, you know, do the material and get something. But yeah. I I'd been getting pulled out of um I, you know, I've never not known the word booking. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. And um, ever since I can remember, I was being pulled out of class to go downtown to, like, go on some kind of, you know, print job. And I didn't know it was – I mean, I knew it was different from what the kids were doing. Right. I always felt really embarrassed. Uh Uh-huh. But – but I also didn't know any different for myself. Does that make any sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so your really mom funny. sort of drove the bus to definitely. begin with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. would she, you know, I see kids when I do stuff and their parents are helping them learn their lines and kind of helping to figure out, like, the intention of the scene. Mm. Was she yeah. your early Yeah, because she was an actress and she took acting classes. Oh. So she was able to actually. So she had been an actor. She Yes, and she was sort of pursuing it um, a lot. Well, once Eastern Airlines closed. Right. Um, then she started pursuing it full time. Um, but that's also sort of when when my girl happened and then my mom had to become my manager and that was her full-time job okay um so yeah so were you aware how much time do we have well like i said this is so long this is a lot well you know what it's all complicated and then when you have your own children you start thinking back in ways that are new Mm -hmm. perspectives because now you're a mom yeah um which is amazing when you were talking about like fragmented like before and after oh totally i feel that way in terms of like i wasn't a child actress but before i was a parent and after i'm a parent that it's hard to hold on to both things at once yeah and that's why why i tell people i i do say you know um traumas aren't all bad like try you know it is it is the the trauma sense of everything's defined as before that event yeah. and after that event and that's why childbirth is absolutely traumatic yeah, yeah. it's like it's the it's the most major thing we're you know we're gonna do really yeah <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah and it's amazing amazing and, and yeah it's, it's everything did you know and we're not gonna I promise you we're not gonna stay like before you were 10. This is not going to be Sure. Well, no, I, just, I literally <laughs> am like, this. It, you, I'm always happy to talk about it, but it will be a therapy session. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Oh, I hope it's so. like, I'm happy to talk about it, but. I hope it is for me too. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't promise you a thing, but I. <laughs> Um, but it's, um, but that's always, yeah, I'm yeah. always concerned that I'm like, I'm like, oh God, this is going to take a lot longer than they thought. They thought they were going to get like a joke about, you know, Dan Aykroyd or something. Right. And it turned out to be about like, but I, <laughs> the heavy no, stuff. I think it's, per- I can only imagine, I can only imagine, were you aware of who, had you seen the Home Alone movies? Were you aware of who Macaulay Culkin was? Were yeah, you- I had, I had seen the movie and, um, and I, so I knew who he was, um, and I, yeah, um, 
I think, but I think the neat thing, you know, with that movie was it was very under the radar, even though it was, I mean. Had so many starry people in it. Things were still done in in studios, even Mm -hmm. if it was considered small, you know. And so that, um, that's what we did. We were tucked away in Orlando um, filming that thing. And, like, nobody really, you know, gave a hoot about it until it did very well. Right. Yeah. And then you're going on press junkets all over the world as a very little girl yeah that's the nice thing the travel the passport stamps that's the great Mm -hmm. that's my favorite part of that whole experience yeah um absolutely like like hands down my favorite part of that experience was just getting to go to different countries right um that was super cool when you say that you took a break my my guess about that is then you got to come back on your own terms yeah. and and decide what you wanted to do as right, an adult person. Much. Yeah, yeah. So when you say I took a break during these years, aside from Uncle Buck, which I think is a very memorable performance, <laughs> you did you did a bunch of stuff and now you're a young movie star. Ish. Ish. Well I went through puberty and then didn't get hired for right. most of for most of my of my adolescence right so to me when people say movie star I just I don't know like I a part of my brain turns off Uh honestly when people say that because I'm just like that wasn't your experience it didn't feel like it for me I I I definitely I mean you know a lot and I'm glad like a lot of um you know we we stayed in Chicago I went to school I you know I stayed in my school um a lot of things stayed the same, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of things changed in life the way that it changes for everybody. Right. Um, however, yeah, I my memory of show business as a kid is a lot more about not getting jobs mm-hmm. than it is about getting jobs. And so because everybody remembers the one, you know, the one or two the times I worked. Yeah. They're like, oh, you had this, you know, this quote unquote success. Who, why do we say the word success to a ten year old? Right. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. But then, but then it's like, no, you don't know like how much I had. You know, like I would go on this or that. You know, go up for this or that, and get told I didn't get it because I my weight or because of the way I looked or da da da. You know, and so it's like to me that's what. Um, show business became was right. was all about just how invaluable I was because I didn't look a certain way right um, throughout adolescence right. and no matter how much I loved to tap dance no matter how you know I wasn't cute anymore like I wasn't Annie when I was eight tap dancing I was now what 13 14 with zits and you know like a human coming yeah. out everywhere and yeah and you know that's not cute anymore so you know, so that it was it, it's it's a much different um, kind of bag, I think I have. But it, it just goes to show you it's all perspective. It's right. like I'm not going to change somebody else's mind about what they think my life was. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you weren't there, but OK. Nope. But great. <laughs> this is my life. Well, how amazing. So then you go to school <laughs> and you are you a theater major? No, you well. You see, University of Chicago, um, their their theater kind of concentration is very tucked away under like some sort of liberal arts blanket. Okay. Um, but I was, I kind of, I very very early on in my college experience, I I gave up on acting. I was like, I I did some of the shows at school okay. because you know you, you if they're doing Into the Woods, you oh. do it. Yeah. 
So I did. Anywhere, but particularly. I was like, okay. Yeah. But then I also was like, well, I played the role I was meant to play. Totally. By the way, <laughs> I mean, Little Red's done. So yeah. now what? Yes, nothing. I, I'll just write nothing. papers. Accounting. I will write yeah. papers. Um, but that's. But it kind of was sort of like that. In in that, I, I just. I mean, also, you know, with with acting, it's like I had done it so much already. I didn't have a sense of like the fun of it that mm-hmm. I think any of the kids who were doing theater had. Right. Um, I just didn't see the point. I didn't, you know, and so I, um, and but because I had grown up in it, and so, so I gave it up, and I and I, I was very dedicated to just you know studying international relations, and which um, probably came in helpfully later. <laughs> yeah, we'll within the circle loop for to that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and. And yeah, and so and I wrote papers, and I I, I thought that I was going to be a writer, and I didn't, I just didn't know. And uh, did you have a, in in looking back, did you like college? I loved college. Okay. It was heaven. And did you make friends and kind of start I a did, community? And I, I and... met my current husband. And nice. Your yeah. current husband. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> meaning yeah. he, I wasn't yes. married to him then. <laughs> I so married your boyfriend. Him. Yeah, yeah, we wow. were. Yeah, my my. How yeah. did you meet him? At a dance party, which is very rare at University of Chicago, because our, our slogan is where fun comes to die. Um, <laughs> but we do have a, a weekend-long party in the spring called Spring... No, Summer Breeze, called Summer Breeze. And, yeah, we we met at this dance party on the quads. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You married your college boyfriend. I sure did. And you're still together and yeah. have a family. That's extraordinary. It's It really is. Because we change so much. I mean, when you talk about these fragmented times, yes. to grow with yeah. someone, mm-hmm. I would say of anything I just read on your bio, to love and grow with someone together is an extraordinary accomplishment. It's... It, it, it's begun to feel like that, and I and I'm so grateful. Like I, yeah, it's. What is his passion? Is he an artist as well? Is his he? Um, he's he's a very passionate entrepreneur. Okay, he loves building businesses, and his business um, right now it's uh, they he they develop content for um, government websites. Um, vets.gov is a big one um, for them. Health healthcare.gov is a great one for them. Um, he. He has lots of other passions. You know, right. He like loves space and stuff. Like, he, he like yeah, space. Is yeah, that I mean, we went to the University of Chicago, and yeah, yeah like you know, like so you're the other day party when, there was, when there was a picture of the black hole. This is like my favorite thing about my husband right now. When they found, did you pay yes. attention? They, so they found a picture of the right. black hole, and he was like, it was so sweet. He was I I don't know how I I feel like I haven't seen him that happy since Ecstatic. the kids were born. Like it was Ecstatic. just it was beautiful. Yeah. It was oh. so darling, and I'm yeah, I was very happy. All right, that's incredible. <laughs> So you go to school, you meet um, a really interesting, passionate, kind, smart person. Yeah. And when you finish college, do you, what do you think, when you enter the workplace or sort of this next chapter, what did you, where did you go live and what did you think was going to happen? I, okay, so I, I had enough credits where I could just write my thesis and apply for jobs my last quarter. And what was your thesis on? Um, what was the topic? Do it was you on. Yeah, it was on. I don't remember the. Oh God, what's the title? It has to do with the um, the threat nationalism and the threat environment. You've got to be kidding! I'm not. I mean, it's finger all on the pulse. Us. Yeah, I'm. It's always. And this yeah. is like one of my big soapbox things. It's just, just like, 
guys. Guys, we have the info. Like, we yeah. have all of the info. I was um, in college, guys. And yeah, I, I know. I, I, I was in yeah. BA, and I have, you know, three case studies yeah. upon which we can talk about propaganda and nationalism. This is very interesting um, to me. But any, but I could bore your listeners forever. Um, but that is That's what, what I, we're hoping for. Yes, good. <laughs> you got the right exactly. broad. <laughs> so you write this paper. Yeah, graduate. so I did the thesis. I, gra- I, I just applied to everything I could think of mm-hmm. that could possibly be right for me, one of which was a fact checker at Zagat. Um, food guides because I was our Bible for a long time yes and I grew up in a restaurant and so like I could cook and so I thought that it was you grew up in a restaurant yeah my dad's my dad was a chef okay your parents were not together but he had a restaurant yes it's always been my fantasy like how how many in your party yeah right no that's a that's a good like being in the kitchen is the is my right my absolute fave are you a great cook I love to. Cook? I love to cook, and I'm and I am I accomplished. Cook. I am the one who cooks. Yeah. Okay. Like, like my, I mean, my husband cooks, but he like does big projects. Right. You know, and um, and you he, can make dinner on a Tuesday, and it's. He good. also grew up in a restaurant. He also grew up in a he, in a Chinese American restaurant, and so that's that was it, like the first in thing Chicago you, in that area also. You, no, they were in Maine. Oh my God! I know. A Chinese restaurant in Maine. Oh yeah. And your father's restaurant was in Wisconsin. Oh, where? Um, in Burlington, Wisconsin. Okay, my husband's from Wisconsin. Oh, my um, gosh. And what kind of restaurant was your dad's restaurant? At the time, that one was a Bohemian-American restaurant. So we're, that, we're Czech, and that's, yeah, so he went, he went to our, our own ethnicity for that one. And what was he, like had made, the... he had made another kind of career for himself as a seafood. Uh, your dad? Yeah. So what was, like, the thing, like, that what everyone's favorite thing on the menu um, I mean, it would probably be roast pork, sauerkraut, and dumplings. I mean, that's that's kind of the staple. Delish. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's so amazing that you both grew up, like, so different and so the same. Yep. Right? Like, yep. that's so cool. Yep. Uh, did your husband ever want to act? Was that ever no. a part of Okay. No. So. That's, like, the one thing. He 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 has wonderful stories to tell, and someday he's going to write them down. And yeah. he has written some, like, he, some things. But, um but he, um, but no acting. He's always said he's like, oh, I'm getting oh, up how there. How do you do that? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, you went to war, so <laughs> okay. He, he just oh, buried he... the lead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So he... I didn't. Yeah. So he. Yeah. He's also a veteran, um, which makes sense in terms of when you talked about vet.gov and exactly. why that would be of interest to him. Yes. So, where did he go? He went to Afghanistan for a year tour. Yeah. Okay. And then he did like um, other uh, uh, portable tours okay. right after that. And was it Army or what? Army Reserve? Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you have had, this is just sort of remarkable the way in life, the things that we're doing can sometimes be impactful in ways that we never imagine. Like the idea that you have been on Veep for. 20 years at this point. I mean, what a long-running, <laughs> successful show. Crazy. I did one episode of Seinfeld, and m- much of my stuff was with Julie. It was called oh, The Contest, yay. and it was all about, I was the part of the story where she loses very quickly yeah. because John Kennedy Jr. was in my oh, aerobic yes. studio. Yes, 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 yes. So I got to spend a week with her. Yeah. At, well, five days, if we're really honest, of the sitcom schedule. Right. And, and being in her presence on every level... As a young actress, sort of looking up to her, wow, her um, generosity, her like never have I worked with. I mean, how fast Sharp. that woman is in Sharp terms of like how. because Larry David had written a hilarious script mm-hmm. and she just improved upon it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
take after take after so take. So this was all going on even all the way back. Yes. I, I'm fascinated to hear it because this this is the woman. And you're describing the woman I know. Right. But and her you, physical you imagine, comedy. You imagine that decades earlier maybe you're different. You know, I don't know. Like, had she learned that yet? And yes, it's she has. intuition. Her, her instincts, her intuition, and her physical comedy. Because yeah. I remember she came up to me. She's like, I hit a lot. And yeah, I, she's yeah. like, I'm going to hit you. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. right. Okay. okay. Stage combat. Uh, <laughs> is there anyone who's going to help us through that? <laughs> exactly. But just like to be that. Also, let's just say she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's, so the whole thing, yeah. you're like that, you're the prettiest, you're she's the funniest, the you're the smartest. Yeah. You know, super educated. Her aesthetic, like she yeah. grew up in a family with, you know, some coins. So she also knew beautiful. Like I knew nothing. <laughs> like I didn't know like my pajmina was acrylic. She's like, right. I can do cash. Like little oh, things no. like that, right? <laughs> but like so sweet. Anyway, anyway, that is my moment with her. Yeah. So the idea that you spent so much time. So I want to get to Veep because everything you're describing in terms of who you loved, how you grew up, what your interests were academically sure um food is a whole other like if i did a food podcast i'd have yeah. you back and it sounds like we could talk for 100 hours Forever. about food absolutely which is equally like an art form and i love food yeah so much it's important it's so important um but the idea that you then ended up well in the loop also mm. like an incredibly brilliant satire oh, I'm so happy you know it well i did i was also like james gandolfini was an actor um you know, that I just, as I am not alone, mm -hmm. admired so much. Yeah. And when he left Sopranos, when that was done and he started, that was one of the first films that he did. Yeah. And so to get to see him in this other so different element yeah. and go, oh, my God, look what else he can do yeah. um, was just thrilling. And then to awesome. lose him oh. after that is just tragic and awful. But that happened. Yeah. And we got to see him do that yeah. before we lost him. And he and the and all full circle, he the, the film he did with Julia right before yes. he passed. Yes. Was so yes. beyond. And so that you got to be around that. So, so the writer, producer, director of Arm, In the Loop. Yeah, Armando Iannucci. Um do people call him Arm or Armando? Or I, We call him Arm. I called him Armando forever because that's how you pronounce it usually. Right. Because he's British and they call pasta pasta, They everybody there calls him Armando. Yeah. We all and, sound Midwestern all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. And so and so he... So so people all thought, oh, I got to call him Armando, Armando. But because I had worked with him in, in the loop and I had always called him Armando, I was like... What's I, going on? I, here? Yeah, I was. I was, and, and because I have a, a challenging last name, I yes. wanted to make sure I got it right. And so I did. I told him. I was just like, Arm, what's? Because we, but we are calling him Arm at that right. point. But I'm like, is it Armando or Armando? And he's like, well, Armando's how you pronounce it in yeah. Italian. But yeah, I mean, I grew up as Armando, so I'm like, okay, I'm just calling you Arm. <laughs> I got you. Whatever. Uh, it's working. <laughs> did you audition for In the Loop? I did. Okay. I was doing. I was doing the opposite type of job over at the Labyrinth, where I was like playing like a meth smoking, like the Labyrinth Theater here in New York City. Yes, Phil Philip Seymour Hoffman's company. He produced it. Okay, and, yeah, and um, and so I was doing like that eight shows a week, like just crying, like you know, screaming to somebody, "Fuck me!" And yeah, oh, sorry, I don't know if I can say it, but yeah, can and um, you know, and like it just dark, dark. And what was smoking. the name of that play? It was called Unconditional. It was okay. by uh, Brett C. Leonard. And 
so I was doing that. And then it's like, oh, tomorrow you're going to go in and audition for this film. Nothing to prepare. Oh. Cold read. Mm. Nothing to prepare. Normally I would be like, are you kidding me? But because I was doing this show, I was yeah. like, all right. Cool. I don't, yeah. yeah. I was like, fine. I love the idea that I don't have to yeah. prep anything. I don't want to learn any more lines. I don't want to learn. Yeah. Well, that and like. And it was just one of those, like, well, I guess I'll just have fun then. But my husband did a Brett Leonard play also oh. at the lab. They're dark. Yeah. They're dark. Rage-filled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, brilliant writer, but it's a very yes. different vibe. Yes. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so it was, it was just like this really open experience of an, of an audition because I was just like, well, there's nothing to prepare. I'll have fun. So you show up at an address, you walk in a room, and who's in the room, and they hand you... It was, it was Armando, and it was Meredith Tucker. Right. And... Um, and maybe somebody else. Right. And yeah, and he explains what it is and he's like, okay, here you go. And you know, this is all very, you know, just kind of go off script or whatever, but this is the intention. And, and I'm like, great. And it was a blast because yes, as you mentioned before, it was basically like my alternate universe. Yeah. Someone just turned the lights on. Because she, because the character was, you know, working for the state department, which was, something that I thought that I was going to do with my international Amazing. relations degree. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it was like. <laughs> well, well, one is like all feelings based, right? The play's all feelings and. Yeah. And now you're like, get to like. And now I actually get to. Your brain yeah, and, yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. It was just really fun. And then they brought it, me in again to do a, a chem, uh, chemistry read with Zach Woods. And it was just a blasty blast. We had, and you got it. I got it. I got to go to London. Yeah. And like, shoot. With a British director. It was heaven. Yeah. And make more money than I'd seen before because it was like a real film. Yeah. It was hot. So yeah, like that whole myth, I've never really subscribed to of just the whole like, oh, you have to do quality or money. It's like, no, I can do both. Look, look what I'm doing and getting paid, which you yeah. done again. Which I did again. Exactly. This is like, I believe in this. So you now know him. It obviously went well. There are a couple of people in that show was Tony Hale in that? Tony Hale was not in that show. There, was there anybody else from In the Loop that ended up in Veep? In episode six of season one. Okay. But that's it. Oh, okay. So that was like our In the Loop reunions episode. Got it. But he yeah. didn't kind of have like an ensemble of people he brought from job he, to job. I think he would have. I think he would have liked to have Zach come in. Right. Uh, but but Zach was um, on the office I think at the time. So that's the only other person I knew of that he like wanted to pull in from In the Loop. Right. But, but yeah, I, but I was the rehire. And so when Veep happens yeah. and. Do you have to audition for it now that there are other? No, you I got didn't... an offer. I got an offer to be a series regular <laughs> on Veep. You're like, what? That's a terrible phone call to get. <laughs> terrible day. <laughs> so you get a call. I couldn't believe it. Arm, Arm, Armando yeah. is like, I had who called? He, like, well, he, so the uh, the character was originally <laughs> named Anna. Okay. And so, did he write it with you in mind? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's I, incredible. That's incredible, but you know, but of course, the more things seem right, the more I get huge defense mechanisms. Okay, about, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, this isn't real. This isn't. Okay, you know, no, this is gonna go badly. You know, and so he called and 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 again, like I mean, I first, you know, we we went from college to here, but it's like, of course, I've done now ten free. You know, I've done Plays off off with another job I've to pay the rent as right? an actress. Now I've done tons of theater in now. New York. In New like, York, like come to New York. Yeah, so like I've been through the, you know, and I've been through the blessedly because of rent, but yeah. I've been through the pilot mill. Um, where I, I think I'd done four pilots at that point that didn't go. But you'd book um, some. But I booked them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for rent. Yeah, you're right. So you could do the plays. So for I free. could do the plays. Um, 
but but yeah and so well I think by the time I was doing pilots I wasn't I told myself I wouldn't do any more free plays right <laughs> well, so but then I'm doing labyrinth you know then I'm right. doing anyway so but by just, the way not for nothing sometimes we just have to change our perspective like actually I do deserve to get paid right right it was a big graduation always work but no, sometimes it was a big it graduation that day when I went ah I don't know if I'm gonna do that anymore mm-hmm. because you know I mean I saying I that was it's really been a long hard time a lot yes really hard and but also back then you know like with off off when yeah. you're doing free stuff you can get some great stuff where it's like the people are just on the brink of yeah, being paid floating yeah but then you also get the folks who are just like we used to know each other in college and we just really want to do right. we want to see if a if a show you know is gonna work using viewpoints and you're like no you know so. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like it runs the gamut. So there's a certain point where you're like, I gotta, I gotta graduate. It's gonna feel really weird, but I've gotta graduate. When you were um, doing all those plays, were you like working at Saget? Like, is that how you were paying the rent, or were you? I was. I rested on savings for a year. I rested on savings for a year, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was like any other actor you may know who, who was broke and freaking out and shaking her fist at yeah. the heavens and saying, you know, if I when <laughs> like why not me? Why am I? Why yeah. am I doing children? But abridged Shakespeare children's theater. Not um, that I mind, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. Why <laughs> but do you? Thank you, God. I mean, I'm saying thank you, I'm and great, I like children. I'm Shakespeare. grateful, but yeah. I, but I need a little more. in my ass really yeah. hurt. Um, yeah. So you know, but I, the reason I went back to that is just because I wanted to explain that the phone call yeah. that Arm then made has all of that, mm-hmm. all of that baggage behind it. So when he's like, "So I guess we're going to have to change the character's name from Anna to Amy because we're going to give it to you." I was like, that's great. Has HBO signed on this? Yes. <laughs> Has a grown-up said yes? yes? And he, you could cut, because in, in the UK, that's not how it goes. Right. In the UK, the creator says something, and yeah. they're like, yep, good. Great. Sounds wonderful. Great. But yeah. it had happened to me a plenty of times where the creator wanted me, and the, the powers that did be not. Yeah. Now. So I was like, they, and I know he wanted me to be like, wee! But yeah. like, and you could hear in his voice, he was like, um, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to, you know. It's going to be fine. Yeah, they're going to sign off yeah. on it. But I was like, thank you. I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. Uh, you know what I mean? So I was just like reserved. And I was like, I was very much in a, in a position of like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. And so then I did get the phone call after coming out of a friend's, sta- uh, a friend's staged reading. So my phone was off. So then I, you know, then I, I listened That's to incredible. the voicemail. And so... When they start casting other parts, who? What was the order in which people were cast? Obviously, Julia. It was Julia, was then me, and then I did chemistry reads with everybody. Wow! So I think so. You had a chance to be the person on the other side of the table. Yeah, I got to. I got yeah. Which is wild. I mean, I wasn't making choices. No, no, no. But to see how it all works, it was yeah. And what we do as actors in those situations. Yeah, and I often. I often wonder, I haven't really talked to my fellow cast members about this, but I, right. I, I often wonder, you know, how how maybe what it was like for them to kind of like do the mental gymnastics of then realizing that we are a company when when they still had to kind of go up for the job. Right. Even though I was in the freaking room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's got to be strange. Yeah. I must have been really annoying to look at for a while. <laughs> why? Wait, Because of why? just like, because of the like anxiety of like, 
wanting the job mm-hmm. and then like you know right and she and I was there yeah the she's job. there yeah exactly but I don't know an ensemble of people is formed through offers and auditions yeah. that became a family yeah. that we all believed in for was it six seasons seven seasons seven seasons yeah so that's First of all, just to get to grow with something oh, in that way, crazy. Very few people have an opportunity to be on a long-running series and it's in a that way. Different craft, like that is, yeah, yeah. It's it's. So the thing that is a remarkable thing to watch as an audience member on that show is the way I would think like this is the best written show I've ever seen. Aww. But it also had a very improvised feeling to it. Right. So. I had heard, tell me if this is like apocryphal or true, because I read and researched and spent a lot of time with you before you came in the booth today, that early on when Arm was really the person day-to-day exec producing, Mm -hmm, writing, mm -hmm. et cetera, when it was really his baby still, um, that you guys would almost workshop the material. What does that mean? So what we did, this is very much like the Armando Yanucci process. He did it for the thick of it. He did it for In the Loop. Um, I'm, I'm... I presume he's been doing it. He did it for Stalin. He's doing it for, which, by the way, is brilliant. If okay. Sees, I think he did it for David Copperfield. Right. Um, so he he and his brilliant writers, he has brilliant writers that he works with, they all write a draft. And it's hilarious. But we get around. We table read it. Then you get up on your feet, and he's like, okay, let's put the scripts to the side and play out the scenarios. So it's it's improv, but it's not like – it's not, you know, in the the kind of Del Close fashion of like, because I'm not improv trained at all. So right. like, it's it's much more of a misery type because you already know your role, you already know your intentions in the scene. You're just playing out what might happen. But early on, when you first start and the it, series, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, if you were meant to do that yesterday, after seven years with these people, sure. No, like at this point, I'm sure you're like you could say what hospital Amy was born in, right? Like yeah. you have so much backstory, right. That you create or that or, or yeah. things have un- like she has a sister. Oh, cool. yeah. Right. <laughs> but okay, I thought I had a brother. Like whatever. Uh, you're so right. Like that's exactly how it went down. By the way, I like, thought you I make had up two in brothers. your head, right? In what? your mind, and we had a picture of her two brothers, like on her desk for a whole season. (laughs) And then there's a sister. So, right. And I'm sure, like, rabid fans would be able to track that and know that. We never called them that. But there they are. But the point is, like, when you are early on improvising something, I mean, you happen to have... You know, Allison Janney is a good friend of mine, and she'd be like, please never ask me a real political question. When she was on West Wing, she's like, oh, I know nothing. Right, right. Like, there was this expectation, yeah, the text. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know everything about how government we're not runs. Writing, well, we're not writing it, though. That's the whole thing. It was the same thing. Like, you, we're, you're not relying on us for the information. Right. You're relying on us for the character development. For character stuff. Yeah. Not facts That's about what Washington fun. would and, be like. And in those days, you, in the arm world, right. they're not relying on you for jokes, either. You're not making jokes. You're they make the jokes. You're doing character development and a lot of funny shit happens when you're doing character development. Right. That's the whole it's the art of surprise like, you know, amplified not just to the acting but also to the writing and to the viewership. So, yeah, it's just like he just really believes in finding stuff and then he goes, "Oh, that's hilarious." Right. And then that goes in the script. And then when you shoot that's in there now. That's in there now. So 97% of what you see is scripted, but has somehow been lived out in some way 
um, prior to when we shoot it. And also then they make changes. They do, you know, they do right. alternative lines. And Were you sometimes, like, did you guys laugh so hard that you couldn't get through scenes sometimes do you yeah. have tricks like would you dig your fingernails into your palm my, like, how would you keep my it together? big gift was amy's hair because it was very swingy <laughs> and it was really it was, a gift for everybody it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you um but yeah no it was really like i could just swing it in front of my freaking face and it would block the convulsing the convulsive laughter perhaps, that would be happening perhaps yeah i think often the camera was probably not on me either at those moments but we do see your body shaking sometimes so when you have a relationship with the star of the show that is adversarial right like there were ways in which selena Julia's, oh meaning meaning like the, you t- and Julia. the title character the title character okay i thought you meant her and no, I was no, like no. What? myself yeah. no we just talked like, about this okay no yeah. no 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 she's great she yeah. is unbelievable <laughs> I mean Julia I, I mean I can only imagine that your experience was this and then yes. her vulnerability she gets sick in the middle of this and then she oh. gets I mean all the things that a family goes through Word. that you went through with mm-hmm. her um what so we talk a lot on the show about like number one on the call sheet right uh Jerry Seinfeld was number one when I worked with her. Sure. She just was glorious. How would you say, like, describe that for me with, with Julia? Um, what that means to you when you think of her in that way? As her being number one? Yeah. Um, she's also exec producer, so, you know, um, or, co- you know, co-exec. Right. And so um, she's just, she's she's always the first on set and the last to leave. I mean, it's just, she's the hardest working, you know, um, she's just tireless she's absolutely indefatigable right so um you know i yeah i i i'm often flummoxed and stunned and um and grateful and and the amazing thing though is it's true she's so sharp she's never like she she's always watching she's always you know what i mean like she's never kind of like got her eye on something else like right. she, she wants the show to be great and that's what her focus is um so that's like exec producer and number one on call sheet, Julia. In this experience, yeah. And then I think what I've always been so grateful for has been when we're in a scene, like at between action and cut, there's no number one on call sheet. She's your scene partner. We're scene partners. In and an ensemble. Has, and this is why she, the way you described her is the same person that I know, is because this woman has dedicated herself to the sense of play for all of her life and all of her career and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's hardworking. And she often says we take our comedy very seriously. That's yeah. a quote. And it's true. But she, like, in the moment, is it's play. It's all play. And everybody is in the same sandbox. No hierarchy. No ego. And it's just fun. And so did that's you have blessing. your kids while you were doing this show? Yeah. So... How did they incorporate or handle this change for you? Did other people have kids while you were shooting? Almost everyone. All of you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, eat- and we have them with each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tim yeah. and I said that the other day. We were like, well, we both had babies. and We both had kids. And yeah. we were like, wait, not together. Yeah. No. Um, and then we invented this phantom baby that we did have that's, that's in Baltimore. <laughs> that's somewhere. somewhere at HBO. Yeah. 
Um, but no, but yeah, so Tim had had twins our first season. Um, I had two girls throughout the course of season. I had um, I was pregnant with my first during season two. If we go back and watch, do we see you carrying folders or desks in front of you? Just at the end, it's wrap dresses and trench coats. But the the thing you notice is not the pregnancy years; it's the postpartum years because mm-hmm. that's when you're pumping. Right, and so that's and that's when you. Why is her blouse wet all the time? Why does she look like her uterus is huge? Because it was <laughs> yeah. just six weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, and it still is. Yeah, so it's. So oh no, I don't mean now. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, but that's yeah. But there are like, I mean, I we started shooting season three when I was eight weeks postpartum. Right. So like. I flat out look pregnant because I just gave a kid. You know, right. I just gave birth to a kid. Um, but yeah, like there are different takes where like my boobs are different sizes because I pumped in between takes or something. Yeah. Um, so those to me are the most noticeable. Um, you know, and that's those are season three and season six are the postpartums. Right. Um, season uh, two and season five are the pregnancy. Yeah. Well, someday. Your kids are going to watch it, and you're going to be like, "You're in you're the right scene. there. You're in that scene, which is yeah. kind of extraordinary. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, totally bizarre. When you, I mean, this would probably be really hard, but like, when you look back at this time and this show, what does it mean to you? I mean, I, I've, I'm very my my husband also is a retired mountain climber so he can say of course he is I know and he's I, also very handsome listeners I totally yeah. rolled my eyes as I, I'm just like I know what you're gonna yeah. say anyway yeah. but he he's been saying like the I guess the descent off of a mountain mm. is sometimes can be harder than the ascent and he said uh you're still coming down the mountain and he's very right I feel like our finale is on Sunday right and I feel like like we're just almost at the bottom of the mountain but um but yeah it's been so so I say that so that I can kind of caveat whatever answer I have because who knows in the future right. how I'll look back but cuz I'm still I'm still in it um but yeah it's um it's life changing it's life changing and it has been for all of us and I, and I also when you start to do math cuz as we were talking about you know midlife yeah you start to do some math and you go, okay, this was eight years. And like, you know, you start to go, okay, how many other versions of this can you really get? Like, if you're lucky, maybe three, you know, maybe two. So it's profound. It's profound. In almost a decade. Yeah. That is wild. Like wild. It owns the teens sort of, you know, when it like the, the, if we're going to call these the teens. Right. (laughs) I don't know. So you had two kids during the course of the show. Yeah. Which obviously is a huge difference. When you think back to like day one of the pilot and last day of shooting the last episode of the final season, Mm. do you, what's the difference between those two women? Oh my God. I, I mean, I think the first that like, yeah, the first woman, young woman was, um, possibly much more I, I think sh- like, I want to say sure of herself but like almost in a hubris um, fashion you uh-huh. know um, I you know I think I I was very happy with myself that I 
um, was very that I loved my craft and I was very good at it and very dedicated to it. But like that's like all there was to what I was about. Right. At that time. Um, I and I love it. I love I love this job. You know, you know, yeah. right? um, I love acting. And, and so I still am dedicated to it. But yeah, like life really hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I think very much like Amy, I was I, I was I was very um, one track. Right. Um, and I probably brought that to her. A more and, myopic sort of yeah, outlook. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think I was much more concerned about what people thought of me, um, which, you know, I haven't really gotten over yet, but I think I'm accepting it more. Mm-hmm. I, I fought it back then. And now you're like, yeah, OK, well, we're uh, we're social beings. <laughs> it yeah. matters. OK. Um, yeah. So I've. You know, and then, of course, you know, with my kids, too, like I had postpartum depressions. And so, like, I got into therapy and how old I, are they I've now? Changed like crazy. Um, five and a half and two and a half. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I so, you know, kids, they just reprioritize everything. They just reprioritize everything. And and it's funny for for the longest time. Once I had my kids, I kind of was playing that silly game that we play as as working mothers of going it, it, one or the other. And then it dawned on me as I was telling, you know, I've been doing a lot of press, so I was I was telling the story about when I came back um, into into acting. And the primary reason that got me back into acting was that I imagined having a grandkid on my knee and telling them to follow their dreams. And then them saying, well, Grandma, did you? And I said no. Wow. And I couldn't do that. Right. So that is what got me to go and train at the Atlantic. That is what got me to to do to pursue this. Right. And so it dawned on me as I was telling that story just like a, a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, it's always been about them. Even before they existed. Yeah. It's always been about. Yeah. It's always been about the example. And and how I am living to be the example, even though I hadn't met them yet. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. This is new. <laughs> no, it's all new. I just want to say to you, as we have to wrap up, yeah. because there are people waving at me, sure. you have your next thing, yeah. sadly. Oh, whatever. I, wish you I don't would... even know what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do a whole live series at the Atlantic. It's such a special place to me. I love them. Um, and and sort of just just for them, and so much of what I learned from that company is it's about just I'm here to be, I'm here for the writer. Yeah. And it takes so much ego out of it, Done. which is just like I'm None. here for the writer. The most Have boring you thing something? to watch. The most yeah. boring thing to watch is a self conscious actor. Yeah. So I'm so gonna like, be here. I won't I'm be a vessel. One. I exactly. won't be one. Heaven. Um, and you do that every episode that I've seen you on. You bring that kind of um, humility and integrity and honesty and generosity to the written word, to the improv, to your ensemble. I admire you so much. I cannot wait to see what happens next. It's so thrilling and I hope you'll come back and check in again. Um, Anna, thank you for being here. This has been a thrill. Likewise. Uh, Bugs can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. You know, 
The great playwright Terrence McNally was honored this year at the Tony Awards with a Lifetime Achievement Award. I've been so inspired by his plays, and one of the greatest thrills of my career was being asked to be a part of a documentary celebrating Terrence McNally's life and his impact on the American theater. Director Cheryl Caller invited me, Billy Porter, Nicolette Robinson, Jason Danielli, and others to do a reading of Terrence's play Noon, which was a part of a trilogy of plays called Morning, Noon, and Night. For the film, we sat around the table reading the play, talking about its issues, and much of that scene is captured in the documentary, now streaming on American Masters, Terrence McNally, Every Act of Life. And now you can watch this incredible documentary by going to pbs.org slash American Masters, where it will be streaming forevermore. Enjoy. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says Contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast. And on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. Do you believe in stories? I know I do. Do you feel like there is more to your story? Personally, I feel like there's more to every story. And I got some good news. There's this great company called the Pocket Media Group, and they can help you find the more in your story and tell it so it connects to the people you most want to reach. They specialize in video, photography, writing, design, branding, and strategy, all the pieces you need to start something new or polish up something old. And they understand that story, whether it's a photograph, a video, or words on a page, powerfully connects people and ideas. So whether you're a not-for-profit, a company, or just good old you with an idea, whatever your story, mission, or message, reach out to the people at The Pocket Media Group at www.thepocketmediagroup.com and let them help you start telling your story. Because look, we know there is definitely more to your story.